world where everyone is a tourist. Come on down to beautiful Traverse City, Michigan. Sunny Traverse City, where you'll get yelled at by a Karen in every restaurant. Spend $13 on a beer and argue <laughs> with your wife in the car in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to episode 32. I don't even know anymore. I don't fucking know. We'll get the official name <laughs> on, on the actual Spotify we're back. Oh, Chris no, and bro. I head to head. Uh, Dylan is still at work. He works so hard. Um, he works so hard for our freedom. For our freedom, man. For our freedom to sit mm-hmm. and drink Just beer and enjoy our freedom of speech. Hang out on a here. podcast. So we talk about how bad the Russian government is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is episode thirty-one of the podcast. Thirty-one to Got confirm. It. I will be dead in a week after. Oh, I just... And I actually, I actually, it's crazy. So, um, on our, oh, I'm sorry, it's 32. I'm so, I was, I was caught up on this. Thing. So on episode 30, thankful for the the BB naughty, uh, the biggest bar night of the year. Um, we have on our Spotify a COVID uh, notification, like a COVID, like it says learn. Oh no shit! Yeah. So that <laughs> yes, sweaty that that sweaty bastard in that in the basement. <laughs> heard us and he's like oh i'm slapping I'm, I'm slapping him with the COVID." and you know what now that we've said COVID four times five times let's COVID, COVID, COVID. let's see another COVID, notification COVID, we're just yeah. playing the system at this point yeah so anyway, is, is, do we have an official enemy of the show i don't know it just it has anytime anybody says anything about um schmovid the uh uh, apparently Spotify flags it and sends out just in case there's misinformation, which which Jeez. is horseshit because we, we never said we never said anything. Here, brother. Yeah, we never said anything that was like backwards or sideways or anything about it. We just talked about how you were sick during Thanksgiving. That's it. Y'all been hiding in the dark, and I'm <laughs> surrounded by truth in front of me. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, this episode Great. 32 is going to be off the rails, by the way. It Welcome started, to the hopefully. Joe Rogan experience. I took ivermectin last night. Things are going great. Dude, we're going to have... It's going to be... I need to show it on my phone here to the to the people. This is a terrible... <laughs> COVID warning. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. I can't even... That's a good warning. That's good, dude. <laughs> so yeah, it's really hard to see, but that blue bar there uh, that goes across the screen, that blue bar is, is that COVID. Fine. We're pioneers of free speech. Okay. Apparently. <laughs> so Chris is in Traverse City. I'm Chris, in Traverse City. What's what's the deal here? You said you showed up to work this morning. <sighs> give us a give to us work a rundown. In, drove to work in Shmesh Kanaba, Shmesh Kanaba. <laughs> That's my little office there. And the first thing they said on the group call that we do was who wants to go to Traverse City for two days? And no one said anything obviously and then it was quiet and i was like well let me ask my wife and then i asked my old lady she said yes you have my permission to go work somewhere else and i said thank you and here i am bored out of my mind in a hotel room nice dude <laughs> <laughs> so when's a when's a when's a is this your this is this your first time going to traverse city or no i've never yeah i've never been here well other than tony's bachelor party oh yeah that's was, right. was it really in tc yeah, that was in Boyne, but but yeah. <clears throat> so uh, it sounds like Boyne sounds like how a deaf person would say boring. This that's, is Boyne. that's there's gonna be another flag for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But uh, hey, you know, sorry. Shout out to our deaf listeners. Uh, we'll work. <laughs> Dude, we'll work on getting. No one's listening. We'll work. <laughs> I, what are they reading? I know. I know. I, there's got to be a speech dictation for it. So maybe we just need better mics, and we'll have more. Um, you know, we'll more have a uh, hearing. hearing Traverse City's going great. Went out to a place called Hopscotch. Um, Hopscotch brewery and pizza brick oven. They smoke oh. all their meats. Had a pretty good twelve dollar pulled pork. Yeah, twelve dollars. <laughs> chips, no pickle. Chips, no fries. Good okay. pickle though. Yeah, I think chips that's. I think that's an underestimated uh, sandwich combo because most people are like, oh yeah, I need a big old basket of fries with this four pound burger that I'm about to suck down. That's yeah. like, nah, just just let go for the eat, chips. <laughs> let me eat two whole potatoes after this sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> two, two full raw russet potatoes. It's a shit ton of potatoes. If you eat a container of fries, think about the fries back into one shape. You just yeah. ate a whole potato. That's the mozzarella stick conundrum. It's like, would you eat six cheese, cheese sticks? sticks in a row? No. Would you, well, what if they were breaded and you dipped them in ranch or marinara? Oh, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> what if we covered them in two eggs and about three pieces of bread? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Food in America, ladies and gentlemen. How to get fatter? We're yeah. we're living the dream out here. <laughs> it's quite sad, and it's like, do you ever notice things get fatter and fatter? Like, you go to like the fair, and it's like, oh wow, there's just a guy doing grilled cheese now. You know, <laughs> like, what? who's going out to the fair and asking for a grilled cheese? Yeah, but it's like a full brick of government cheese melted on two, smashed between two entire loaves of bread. Yeah. For 17 bucks. You know, the one thing that broke food for me here in the United States, in Michigan, is when, like, the local sushi restaurants started doing hot Cheeto sushi rolls. <laughs> or, like, hot Cheetos <laughs> came out with, like, hot Cheetos craft oh, mac and cheese. Yeah. Yeah, it just it got that's that's a, that's a swing in Amish for it's, me. It's been getting it's been getting bad for years, but. I don't know. I don't so, know. I, it's like it's further, been... every day we stray further and further from God. Yeah. With these crazy, <laughs> you're like, I thought it was over when I was in the first grade. Remember the purple and green ketchup? Yeah. Dude, when Heinz came out with the, yeah, the green, purple, and was that I the only two to, other colors? Yeah. Maybe I used to eat that ketchup on mac and cheese. Yeah. Instant mac and cheese. Oh. That is disgusting. It is. Adults it... used to feed that to me. <laughs> People that were in charge of your of your health and your well being. Thank you for the red dye forty in yeah. yellow ten or whatever. That's just <laughs> it's pure uranium and ketchup. <laughs> Vibr- it's like, oh, Chris, what's that? Uh, is that a third eyeball on your forehead? <laughs> you got another. another ar- you got you got another arm growing. Yeah, it's I think that. I ate something funny. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? Uh, <laughs> Give me sugar water. <laughs> oh, oh my dude. gosh. <laughs> wow. Oh, shit. Chris Shiner well, and Aaron Signory head to head podcast episode 32 of Failure at its finest hour. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we can dive right in. Are you, uh, what's your, actually, what's your bathroom rating? What's, what's the bathroom rating at the Oh, dude. Oh, great fucking call. Um, yeah, I mean, if you don't have the laptop plugged in or the phone, you can you can give us a tour if there's not a loaf sitting in the well, 
in the old porcelain here. Oh, there's a couple, there's a couple socks full of something in the fucking tub, but I don't know. Mm. A sock full of blood. You stub your toe. No, full of All pennies. No, right. oh, okay. Wait for a homeless guy to come by. Oh, okay, gotcha. Here's the. That's well, like throwing room. Shout out to the YouTube. No, you're good. You're good, dude. A little What's tight in there. A little it's tight in there. Dude. It's tight. I mean, are those planks. You, you can use the sink as the armrest while you're taking a dump. That's nice. As well as the other tub. Nice. You got a the, hair dryer. You got a hair dryer in there. Hair dryer, of course. Standard hair dryer. Nice. Government model. Got one, the TP dispenser. One right ply. We talking yeah, one, one ply? ply? One ply, of nice, course, dude. <clears throat> Air vent. You know, three can lights. Not bad. Well, it's a Conair hair dryer. Free Kleenex conditioner bar soap. I give it honestly. I'm not paying for the room. Nine point two. Really high ratings. Yeah. I also don't know um, where this started, but I've seen a lot of of our friends now on Snapchat are sending me um, bathroom bath- ratings. Bathroom ratings. Where did that start? Is that me. from another? Is that is that you? Well, has Kyle been sending them to you? Ryan? Yes, he's like. Yeah, I started sending them to Ryan. I think me and Ryan were doing it with each other. I don't know. I, a- I asked him. I was like, "Where did this come from? Where is like? Is this like a thing?" And he's like, I don't know. You guys sent me one or somebody sent me one. And now yeah, I was raiding bathrooms when I was, you know, <laughs> on the driving road. Crap. Yeah. On the road and shit, which those are some doozies. Ryan's got a good one where he works. And there's a, there's like the, like the light diffuser on the, like the, the, um, like the led light, the fluorescent, like tube lighting. Yeah. But the bulb is burning out. So it's red. And it's the only light in the bathroom, and it's above the the only stall in the bathroom. <laughs> which I don't know if he sent you that one, but murder stall. Yeah, he's like he's like I don't know if this is Halloween theme, and then it like is Christmas theme because it's also red. I don't know, it's weird. <clears throat> but I'll tell you uh, this: it, it, well, if if you don't like Tony of humor, well, one you listen to the wrong podcast, but two skip over like forty five seconds. The accoutrement, the chef's kiss to the worst bathroom. Right, you go into a horrible John. Yeah, the chef's kiss is when there is a little knob of poo on the inside of the bowl. Oh, that you gotta yeah. blast off. With your... <laughs> oh, dude, that is the worst one for me on bathrooms. Is uh, this is so funny because this is nowhere near our topic today. <laughs> but <laughs> we thank you, listeners, yeah. for, for butchering it through it. Maybe people listen just for the first like ten minutes, and then as soon as we hit the topic, they're like, "Nah, I'm out." <laughs> But the best part for me is like in it's in like Westco or Speedway bathrooms and they have that brown tile on the floor oh. and it's like a brown, like almost maybe like a terracotta kind of thing. They're just squares. Mm. So they're like, you know, four inch squares. <laughs> and for some reason, like and not even the summer. T- I mean, the wintertime, it's understandable for snow and stuff. But like summertime, <laughs> any season, wet. it's just damp. It's not <laughs> sticky. But it's just it's just cold. You can feel like if you're wearing shorts and you walk into one of those, you can just feel oh, the cold dude. like coming off of the floor. It's probably just that pine saw or whatever they mop. They probably just mop with like big no, gulp. They don't mop the in machine. There. They don't mop in there. There's a drain on the floor. A guy who's probably high on pills takes a bucket of just cleaning solution and just dumps it on the floor and it trickles Let's it back. Run down. <laughs> oh, dude. That's just like you better fucking Western Union my fucking money by the morning because I need my fucking Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 
Dude. That's the guy cleaning the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, some of the best impressions. And that guy's wearing like a Monster Energy drink sweatshirt. He's wearing, Dude, yeah. <laughs> I gotta watch. He's drinking. Him. He's drinking a tall twist off can of Nas. Yeah. <laughs> on the night shift at three in the morning. He's got like two old taquitos from the roller, just like slowly going cold in his pocket, in his sweatshirt pocket, in the front one. Oh my gosh. Oh fuck, dude. <laughs> I gotta watch it, dude. There's probably some people. Um, that dude's like some guy right now is like, uh, what's the what's um somebody's having a come into Christ moment <laughs> about wearing Monster Energy. Leo DiCaprio like, on fucking what's that one movie here? He's like. Like yeah, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <Point nothing. laughs> me. Hey guy, hey guy in What's up, guy? In in Monster Energy Drink. It's not too late. I said Wigger with a W, okay. <laughs> no, I'm saying hey Monster Energy Drink guy that's listening. I know. <laughs> I'm just making sure the listeners heard me correctly. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> okay, oh, so what God. else is going on, dude? Hot fucking opening. Yeah. Dude, I don't even know where to go from from there. I think we're just. You were gonna... talking about um, what the fuck are you talking about? You um, prohibition is over today. Yes. Is so, that apparent? Is that true? On today, this is our main topic. Today, December fifth, but in 1933, the 21st Amendment was ratified as announced in this proclamation from Franklin mm-hmm. D. Roosevelt. Heavy on, the, heavy, heavy on the D. Heavy on the D. The 21st Amendment <clears throat> repealed the 18th Amendment of January 16th, 1919, ending the increasing unpopular nationwide pro- prohibition of alcohol. So, cheers to you. Prohibition's over as of a gazillion 89 years or whatever it was ago. Happy in heaven, <clears throat> prohibition. Can you imagine Dude. alcohol being outlawed for 24 years straight? Can you imagine coming home from World War One and just fucking high and dry? Horrible things. You're you're a young man and you've been drinking beer in Germany and Europe, and then you come home and you're like Some call it shell shock. Some call it war neurosis. <laughs> Some call it battle fatigue. But most modern soldiers call it post-traumatic stress <laughs> disorder from lack of alcohol. <laughs> No, hey, Where, if, where's all the fucking bad? This this podcast is so off the rails. I, there's got to be a hundred disclaimers after everything we say. So I'm gonna just gonna say, if you're a vet and you have PTSD, don't go through it alone. Seek out counsel. Seek out your friends. They'll point you in the right direction. I yes, thank that. you very much for that. We got we got military personnel on the podcast. We got military guys that listen. It's just those are, shitty are, are, those shitty commercials don't help. The, no, the, they the don't. The war neurosis. There's that, actually, there's, like yeah, there's not. It's, voice. You're making it sound fucking like a problem. Like, well, it is a problem. But you're making it, it is a problem. It's just, but, it's just so campy. Like, you, you can't approach people like that. You absolutely cannot. Yeah, don't make the veteran suicide campaign seem like the same as the mesothelioma campaign. Yeah, it's just, exactly you know I mean? that is a, that is a great analogy because it's like undersold because you. You, I don't want to say undersold, but it's just, it's underest, it's under. It is, it is undersold because, dude, three guys I have served with in the last three years have killed themselves. Yeah, and it's just, just up in, and it's like something that's completely overlooked. But like, 
yeah, the fucking commercial does not do it right. No, it doesn't, and it's not helpful in any way, shape, or form. So we're here. But anyways, we're here. We're we're here taking a stand on PTSD with soldiers. It's not a fucking. Joke. I stand with uh, against it. suicide. You know. That's the way. To, that's the way to come at it. <laughs> that's that the best take. <laughs> that's the best take. No, people I don't like people, it. People that know us know we're sincere, and people that don't yeah, no, know for us, real, for real. take a chill pill. We're all on the same yeah. page here. So the all repeal, here. the repeal of prohibition, and this is another article. <laughs> I think it's, this was on CNN uh, when the Great Depression hit. Potential tax revenue from alcohol sales became appealing to cash-strapped governments in 1932. Oh. Franklin D. made a campaign promise to legalize drinking, and the 21st Amendment was ratified on December 5th. So it's kind of fucked up. They're like, "No, we're gonna save, we're gonna save this country from the epidemic that is alcohol, the pandemic that is alcohol, mm-hmm. uh, and we're gonna we're gonna make sure that we're a more productive society to keep up until there's money involved, and then when we see that we need a bunch we're of money, fucking... we're gonna sling booze to everybody yeah. we know." <laughs> The ATF, baby. You're gonna go to McDonald's and you're gonna get a Budweiser cartoon <laughs> cartoon uh, action figure. Yeah, of a Clydesdale horse. Bud boy. Because because <laughs> nothing is better than Budweiser and McDonald's. Yeah, snap into a Big Mac and a Bud. <laughs> Dude, that'd be a good campaign. Dude. That'd be a good campaign. But Big Mac, Big Mac and a Bud. Yeah, I mean, I, I I know like Taco Bell is real popular amongst the the drunk hungover college uh, community, but don't you feel like that's like a like a noob tier of drunk food though? Uh, Taco Bell. Like, yeah, like don't you think that as a seasoned drinker as you are, there's much better things you could eat at two a.m. Sure, sure. Like maybe as a salad, to- maybe like an apple. <laughs> Or like, I mean, if if you have full access to your kitchen, oh yeah, I mean, the world is fucking your oyster. Just hammered oh, yeah. in your kitchen, throwing oh, together yeah. a quesadilla, leaving the gas on on the stove. There's all <laughs> sorts. There's all sorts of fun things that that go through your brain when you're when you've had a few too many juice boxes. And that's why they tried to prohibit alcohols because dudes were burning down their houses. They were getting <laughs> drunk, cooking porridge or whatever they were eating in the twenties. <laughs> yeah, gruel. in the twenties. Casties, no but casserole. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, dude. I saw like it was like a nineteen <laughs> toenail soup. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there was like, uh, yeah, because because poverty from the Great Depression is funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious, dude. It's a great thing to laugh. About. Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a note right now in my notebook to have make sure Tony listens to this entire thing before posting it. <laughs> Oh my gosh! We may have our first. We may have our first episode where it's literally just cuts of us laughing, and everything is cut because it's just so awful. Dude, it's not that bad. Oh my gosh! So I, I got a. I got a good. There's. I got the, this little list of like five, five interesting facts about prohibition's end. Um, but I want to just skip to this. Uh, this Michigan. It's the website's called Buy Michigan now. Like purchase buy. Okay. By Michigan now slash blog, and it's um, Michigan first in and first out of prohibition. And it, oh. I read a couple of couple of <laughs> excerpts from it. Um, so it, I'll read the intro, I guess. <clears throat> the month of May marks the anniversary of Michigan prohibition, which began on May 1, 1917. But wait, say those of you who know your constitutional history, prohibition was the 18th Amendment 
that took effect <laughs> on January 17, 1920. So the state of Michigan, um, which it notes in here is the home of Beer City, USA, which is uh, my current city, or at least it was a few years ago, uh, passed prohibition law three years before the federal government did. Wow. And, this, and this is the interesting part where it goes on. Think about a fucking brown nose move. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, it says, now the idea for prohibition is not necessarily a bad one. Michigan's church, business, and community leaders believe that a ban on the sale of alcoholic drinks would reduce crime and improve both family life and employee productivity. Many people, oh, the church doesn't like booze? <laughs> yeah, who, who would have thunk? Many people what also believed like? that alcohol was a gateway drug and would cause stunted growth and poor health. However, mm-hmm. like many ideas sounded good on paper, this in reality is not always the case because even when it is outlawed, people still want their alcohol. When they can't get it legally, they'll get it elsewhere. That's this damn thing. right. It's human nature. For some reason, we crave booze. I guess once it's you weird, have it, dude. once you once you have it, it's hard to stop. For some, I don't know, dude. Do you remember that? It was different for you, maybe. But like when I was a kid, I wanted to try it. I was yeah. like the allure. Of I hadn't even drank. Yeah. I hadn't even drank, and I was like, I want to drink. You know, the more you prohibit somebody from somebody, the, mm-hmm. something from somebody, the more they're some people are interested in that thing you're trying to bring. Yeah, and that's a personality. That's something that I have a problem with. And, you know, I'm getting through it, dude. <laughs> but what else? It says, uh, <clears throat> I, I, it, it, talk, it goes on to talk about how Michigan went dry on, on 1917, three years before. Um, people started making their own liquor and beer. Fines were given to smugglers, but it was a minor risk compared to the profits one would gain. Mm. Um, it's actually interesting because um, <clears throat> this next part, it goes into talking about Ohio, which I have a problem with. Because uh, You Michigan, shouldn't even just, be able to say that word. We just universally just are not really fans of Ohio. So it says, yeah. though we Michiganers have had a troubled past, with one of our neighbor states to the south during our early days of prohibition, we forgave old grievances and professional professional smuggling rings quickly began bringing illegal alcohol in from Toledo. In fact, there was so much flowing into our state from Ohio that US 25, now known as the Dixie Highway, was then known as the Avenue de Booze. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, and um, the famous there was a famous run, rum runner. Um, what's his name? Oh, Philip Molito from Toledo. <laughs> You gotta plug your you gotta plug your TikTok if you're gonna. I don't say have that. I don't have it anymore. Is it? I, oh, you deleted, I deleted it. it. Oh my gosh! You can find him somewhere. So, you look up you for stuff on TikTok. Chris Chris had an, a very a very incredible account where he took local lakes and streams and and rivers, and uh, <laughs> gave the gave the stats on some of the biggest fish that were caught out of those. Man, you gotta you gotta keep doing that. That was so good. That'd be good. Such a good offshoot for the podcast. <laughs> Maybe but we'll have to we'll have to find some and, and post them on the Twitter. If it wasn't for the Chinese government mining my information, I'd still have a TikTok. <laughs> oh my gosh! <clears throat> so there was a ton of alcohol coming in from Canada at the time, and um, this article notes that Detroit was the heart of the illegal alcohol trade in all of America during Prohibition, with an estimated seventy-five percent of illegal alcohol in the country. Wow. Crossing over the Detroit River. So I'll drink by, to that. By 29, rum running was considered. So bootlegging is was is typically done on land in cars and trucks. Rum running was was over the water. That's, that's And that is crazy, dude. 
ice road trucking with booze is one of the <laughs> coolest things in history. <laughs> so in, in 29, <clears throat> rum running was considered Detroit's second largest industry behind the automotive industry. There are between 16,000 and 25,000 speakeasy operating in Detroit alone. And yeah, the heaters broke, she. <laughs> Dude, I love 1920s talk. Oh, why gosh. does why is it always like, well, when I crossed over the bridge, I could <laughs> Like, there's, boy, something, there's there's actually something called I think it's called the transatlantic accent. So anytime you hear like a radio broadcast of like a, a baseball game or or anything or like, like JFK that, speeches, yeah, they they were they talked in in that manner because it was like most understandable across, or they deemed it to be most understandable across like the world, not maybe not the world, but like the Western world. Do you fucking dumbasses understand what I'm saying? Yeah, really weird. <laughs> this actually, this next bit um, is very, very interesting. It says many large cities had issues with gangs during the Prohibition area, and Detroit was no exception. The most notorious in Michigan, the Purple Gang, grew to great power in the rum running business. This was a gang that became so feared that not even Al Capone wanted to encroach on its territory. Instead, he worked with the Purple Gang to bring Canadian whiskey to Chicago. The infamous Purple Gang was even immortalized in the Elvis Presley hit Jailhouse Rock with the line, the whole rhythm section was the Purple Gang, let's rock, everybody, let's rock. The history behind the Purple Gang is, I I didn't know any of this. I started doing this research, and I didn't even know this is a thing in Detroit back in those days. I mean, Detroit has an incredible incredibly long and and tumultuous history, Um, but this Mm -hmm. this part is like, I didn't know that they were they Love were like, that word. They were Emotional. they were they were key in providing uh prohibition America with booze. So it says wow. the purple gang was made up of, of mostly young Jewish immigrants whose parents had come from Russia and Poland. They started Hold in, up. They started in the yeah, I know it gets it gets more interesting. They started in the Hastings Street neighborhood in Detroit's lower east side. The founding members all, all went to uh, school together as boys, and the gang was led by brothers Abe, Joe, and Ray- Abe, Joe, Raymond, and Izzy Bernstein. They became cool names. They became thieves and pickpockets very early in their lives, but soon graduated to armed robbery, loan sharking, and extortion. The gang became oh. quite feared during Prohibition by hijacking alcohol that had been smuggled by others across the Canadian border. Hi, motherfucker! Isn't that isn't that insane though? Like, Damn, I didn't, these these I didn't, dudes were. Thugs, man. I didn't know that there was like, I, I mean, I, I, Detroit's a massive city. There has to be a Jewish population, but I didn't know that mm-hmm. they like single-handedly like fed America booze in, in That's like crazy. the late I didn't 20s. know it was that big. I didn't know it was like that large scale, you know? Yeah. So they, uh, Purple Gang controlled all of Detroit's underworld, including gambling, liquor, and the drug trade. They were invincible mm. to law enforcement as many witnesses were too terrified to testify in any criminal trials. The gang began to uh, bring in hired muscle from other cities, such as New York and Chicago, but this led to, to disputes, turf wars among his members, and then it goes on to talk about one um, uh, the, the start of the dissolve of the Purple Gang in the 30s. Um, because Kanye. Of- because of jealousy, egos, and, and inter-gang strife. Oh. Uh, they set up three of their own in 1931, killed them, and then all went to to prison for multiple life sentences. Dang, dude. And I don't even know, like, the Purple Gang, like, what like what was their, was it like a, 
I, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know. What, are, is. Is, is there still gang relevance today in the purple gang? Did that turn into, because I know a few gangs use purple as their colors. Yeah. And that, and I'm not here to politic because I don't know gang. I don't know gang talk. Okay. I haven't been a gang in a long time. <laughs> you, you haven't been in a gang in a long time. Is that what you said? <laughs> what? I didn't say anything. <laughs> um, and this is a Wikipedia article that, that says so it's got to be true. The purple, correct, hundred percent. Number one source, Wikipedia. Nobody, <laughs> nobody checks anything anymore. That's all. Wikipedia. Nobody sources like Wikipedia. They don't, and they're always hurting for donations. And I don't know who donates to Wikipedia. I've never thought about. I'll tell you what I. I tell you what I donate to. I donate a lot to Wikipedia. Yeah, a lot know. of fa- false information. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I donate a ton of it. <laughs> you're, a, you're, a, you're a serial. Uh, Wikipedia editor in your in the your CIA time. sent me to give false information. <laughs> Sorry. The purple game founding location. <laughs> this okay, all right. <laughs> Take it easy there. Less on the Gava Ghoul there, my friend. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So this Wikipedia says the founding look oh my gosh. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to cut this whole section. I'll keep it. <laughs> you got to be kidding me, dude. I don't even know if we can post this. Yes, we can. It's okay. So, the found- <laughs> Wikipedia notes the founding location is Detroit and Muskegon, which is very interesting. I didn't know there was wow. a big Jewish. Maybe, maybe the guys from Muskegon weren't Jewish. I feel like they're a little more. A little more in- are you even allowed to say that word anymore not jewish yeah yeah why not wait so you're saying that there was hardcore rum runners out of muskegon and detroit that were like all in this jewish purple gang apparently i'm trying to find i have never heard of this i know isn't it weird like it's something <laughs> yes. that's like relatively obscure and it's so funny because we're trying to pre- pre- present this topic to the audience members like we know something about it, but we're discovering it. All, we know nothing. We're learning. <clears throat> oh, there's something. The Sugar House Gang, also known as. Did you say that? Yep, Sugar House Gang. Mm. A mob of bootleggers and hijackers comprised of. Jewish gangsters. Jewish gangsters, yeah. Look at these guys. This mug, this group, this group of burly gents here. They look like the Peaky Blinders. I know it's crazy, and it's it talks about, and so there's a the the famous um, uh, the famous like kind of end to it all, uh, which is when they the the guys. I'll, I'll just read the article; it'll make a lot more sense than me mumbling through it. Um, the gang began to dissolve in the early 1930s because of jealousy, egos, and inner gang strife. This is from By Michigan Now, the first in and first out of uh, prohibition for Michigan. They also reportedly became more arrogant and made sloppy mistakes. In September of 1931, the Purple Game members Ray Bernstein, Harry Keywell, and Irving Milberg killed three fellow members, Jaime Paul, Joe Sutker, and Joe Lebowitz, who had okay. been working against the gang in their own interests. They were invited to a so-called peace negotiation at the Collingwood Manor apartment building. Similar to Chicago's famed St. Valentine's Day massacre, it was a setup, and Paul, Sutker, and Lebowitz were murdered in cold blood. And that's when, that's when uh, Ray Bernstein, Keywell, and Milberg were convicted of multiple <laughs> life sentences. So they got uh, they got a little too uh, loose lipped um, with things, and they were 
trying to skirt too much money off the top. And so three of their own off them. And that was the beginning of the end, apparently. So, <laughs> Oh, man. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of really terrible. There's a lot of good opportunity for a lot of good jokes <laughs> and all that. <laughs> there, there definitely is. Um, but uh, that's hilarious, though. Yeah, I think it's funny. It's like these guys, they, they make it to the top and it's like every fucking gang. This happens where they just start eating themselves up. The, yep. the money, the fame, the hierarchy. It's a classic Tony Soprano situation. Yep. It is. And it's weird to look at from from, you know, a, a, a bunch of Jewish uh, transplants from somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it, like, yeah, no, just, for real, like just like weird, like immigrants that aren't from like there's a weird like subculture of america that you wouldn't expect to be yeah. some of the biggest uh like uh crime breakers i guess like gang affiliated you know yeah really bizarre really it interesting is. stuff we'll let the, we'll let the listener uh uh sort that That's, one out yeah it's fucking neat <clears throat> i mean like a lot of them are a lot of jewish people are still involved in like 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 after i watched uncut gems oh yeah I based, didn't realize like true story. Yeah. I didn't realize how much of it was like that. Like with all the money and the, and the way it goes down like that, you know? So that's a, uh, an interesting it's take good story. On, yeah. It's an interesting take on history that we probably wouldn't, wouldn't ever talk have. about ever again in our entire lives. Yeah. We just, I just, you, I don't know. You don't, you, you just never, uh, I don't know. Like you hear everything about like the the Italian mobsters and all that stuff, like in the in the like the war with the Irish and stuff like that. And obviously, Peaky Blinders is is big, but never um, yeah. never a Jewish take on that. And um, I mean, hopefully, we shed some light on it and people do some more research. But I guess that's all we're gonna say about it. I really wanted to say this to our listeners: um, if you watch football or you know public programming or television. The BK commercial that's out right now. Oh yeah, it is. It's a psyop, dude. It is like. Yeah, what's going on with that? You you sent it to me on Snapchat. What's what's the deal? Who's in the commercial? Who's is it like a celebrity thing or what? No, it's just a BK song, a Burger King song that they are playing like, like every fucking three minutes, and like even on like when you're watching an NFL game or a college game, it'll show like the replay. Okay. And then next to the replay, it'll say. They don't have the BK commercial going, but the song going. I I tried looking it up when when we had like a second, and I I can't I can't find like. All you have to do is Google BK chicken. BK chicken commercial. So it's like recent. Yeah. Oh, it's an ad spot. Oh, chicken, chicken. Oh, okay, Sp- spicy. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, that's. Mm-hmm. And they're just spamming it. They're just like nonstop, dude, hosing you down with. And I actually, this, uh, uh, my boss like loves Burger King, and and when we go out to grab lunch quick, he always likes to go to Burger King. Respect, and, uh, respect. And and, I, and 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 honestly, and I, I usually only get the chicken. I'm not a huge fan of the burgers, but you get the chicken. Yeah. So in the chicken, the, chicken, 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 Italian spicy bacon. <laughs> Sorry. Is that that <laughs> for our listeners? That's the commercial. <laughs> that's it, dude. Um, but yeah, the Royal Crispy. 
the Royal Crispy. What is that? Is, is that a different sauce than mayonnaise? The Royal sauce? They say it's not actually. Yeah, mayonnaise? I don't know what it is. There's there's some sort of drug in there. Uh, it's real good. Oh. I don't. I can't put my finger on what the flavor is, but it is good. Bacon and Swiss. It's called MSG. Oh yeah, for sure. Just like <laughs> they're just like dumping it in there. They're like, should we put liquid in this or can it just be powder? Nah, just stirring some mayonnaise. Just all powder. Actually, yeah, it's all right. Just just throw some mayonnaise in there. Nobody will know the difference. It's just gelatinous bullshit anyways. <laughs> yeah, anyways. My, my buddy from the music industry calls uh, McDonald's great, Grey Donald's because it all just has, <laughs> all has the same flavor. There's Gray nothing. <laughs> yeah. He's just like a machine. A like, <laughs> <laughs> all up some like fucking just whatever. <laughs> just meat, meat gel. <laughs> oh, it's so nasty, dude. Oh, the other day I had a McChicken. And it was like, you know, like you look in there and it looks like a sponge, right? Yeah. But there was like a hard piece in it. Oh like a like a hard bit. Like, a oh, that's part of the foot or the beak a, a or beak something. for sure. That's so unsettling. And I, oh. so then I ate three more McChickens after <laughs> to make myself feel better. <laughs> you have that you have that like realization <laughs> moment where you're just staring at it. Like, why am I doing this right now? <laughs> and you're like, and then you fuck. fight, and then you, <laughs> yeah, you fire down three more. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I didn't like that, and I gagged. So now I will take bigger bites and chew less and swallow more. <laughs> yeah. like, and you just wash it down with like a literal gallon of Coca Cola. <laughs> 48 ounces of ice and two ounces of pop. Yeah. <laughs> no, you. you you go in and get the soda. You go in the drive-thru, you order your food, and then you just pull up next to the curb, walk out, get your drink, pour it yourself. Dude, I saw someone said, um, asking for less ice to get more pop is the most grimy shit ever. <laughs> Welcome to America, dude. <laughs> That's like, what is it, in Europe? In Europe, they sell, they sell like yeah. beer and shit at McDonald's. They don't even have ice in Europe. People don't use cubed ice. It's a fact. Also, I heard that like bottled water on like people from Europe. I mean, I'm sure they had plenty of bottles of water in, in Europe, but obviously like, not as much as America. But yeah, like, that was like a thing that was like uniquely American. It was just like, well, we just drink our tap yeah. water, and I'm like, well, well, <sighs> the folks from Flint, and I think they have yeah. other things to say about that personally. But yeah, Billy with three eyes fucking loves tap water. Yeah, just really enjoys it. <laughs> I grew up in Livonia. Yeah, we're going to have tons of little tags on our Spotify. It's going to be like COVID-19 information, Flint water crisis information. Legionnaire's, yeah, right. Legionnaire's disease is obviously no joke. What's That's, that? It's not funny. It's when, when you build up lead in your in your body and children that are trying to develop and, and learn real life skills in our horrible school system in America – drink too much water with lead in it and then they they don't i mean i i I should look up i really should i'm not doing this justice i should look are up you misspeaking are you misspeaking right now Aaron? i'm not misspeaking Legionary. it's all it's Sounds all like a bunch of people a bunch of fucking american legion fellas sitting around <laughs> no <laughs> that is not le- no legion the only disease that is at the american legion is is um is alcoholism for sure <laughs> that's not true no yeah right at the american legion oh my gosh we're gonna cut this too jeez yeah right oh my gosh that's funny 
So Legionnaires is a disease of lead poisoning from water. Is that where we're at right now? Yes. I'll get the official. Dude, I love the way our podcast goes when it's just me and you. It's just a fucking car crash the whole time. Um, wait a minute. Dick, dude, I know. It's fucking dude, they, dude, the CDC is calling it Pontiac Fever. <laughs> Shut oh, up, dude. I'm not joking. This is on the CDC website, which, dude, we're oh, just, yeah. gonna, we're just They're gonna... also calling it the Flint Splints. Oh, my God, dude. We got to end this podcast <laughs> now. Holy shit. This is so oh, bad. I got the Flint Splints. <laughs> all right this has gone on long enough <laughs> i got the livonia pneumonia so <laughs> stop all right i'm not laughing at anything you say anymore I swear you swear i swear so so yeah legionnaire's disease is somehow related to lead i i don't have it's a lung infection uh it's a severe form of pneumonia lung inflammation usually caused by infection it's caused by bacteria known as legionella um uh, people catch legionnaire disease by inhaling the bacteria from water or soil Um, legion legionella bacterium also causes pontiac fever milder illness resembling the flu pontiac fever usually you can't call it that dude well i don't know well and i heard about this legionnaire's disease about lead poisoning but Um, lead poisoning. You know, there's some dude in Pontiac, like, you know that fucking name's bullshit, right? It actually didn't start in Pontiac. I don't know if it's like Pontiac, Michigan, or what. It says Flint water strongly tied to Legionnaire's disease, but I'm trying to figure out where, like, what the lead has to do with pneumonia. First link to pipe corrosion to risk of disease. Oh, it doesn't have... I don't know if it does, does it? Pneumonia. Pneumonia. Lurk in organic, lurks in the matter, in the, excuse me, Legionella bacteria that causes Legionnaire's disease, lurks in the organic matter lining drinking water pipes. So Mm. I think lead pipes maybe are more. Dude, I probably have that in my house. I got to get my fucking pipes changed out. Yeah, you did you did quite a bit of work on your house there. <clears throat> that was your, oh, that dude. was your sewage pipe though, yeah. That was yeah, that was much much worse. But much better. There's there's pros and cons to working on both. Yeah, stinky job for sure. Yeah, but when you're working on sewer lines or water lines, sometimes there's no shut off. Oh. So when you when you got to, when you cut open a line, you got to Got to deal Place with it. back onto the water line. <clears throat> you got to deal with it now. While the water is. <laughs> oh my god! Crazy. At least with sewage, if no one's flushing the toilet or running anything, there's no crap going through the pipe. <clears throat> Little yeah, sewage sh- tip for you. Shout out, shout out to all of our <clears throat> shout out to all of our our plumber plumbing our plumber listeners. Yeah, shout out to every uh, homeowner homeowners who've had plumbing problems. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah, or well, furnace problems. Welcome to the club, eh? And actually, I was gonna mention we should do like a a, a helpline for our listeners who have who are homeowners because me, you, and I, and Dylan has some experience, I suppose, too. But you and I, most importantly, um, have a lot of experience with appliances and houses and maintenance. 
Yeah, I guess. You know, like I that. guess. I guess if you listeners <clears throat> have any if questions, you got, if you got problems, we want to know. You listen to the podcast, so if you're asking us about uh, home appliance fixes or plumbing or electrical or any of that, and you want to survey any of it, our small bit of knowledge that we have collectively. Mm-hmm. I have a house that is three quarters assembled. I'm <laughs> pro DIYer. It's a work, a work in progress, <laughs> a work of art in progress, <clears throat> dude. Nonstop, but no, for real. Small engines. What's wrong with your mower? <clears throat> Any problems? It's probably out of gas. <laughs> Ain't got no gas in it. So, oh, what else was I going to talk to you about? Oh, so I was going to save. I was saving this about. Um, I don't know if I should say this on the podcast because this is kind of a UP treasure. Okay. But for the listeners, well, for everyone, but some of the listeners who listened, I'm like a long while back on the show, we talked about like the Huron Mountain, the Huron Mountain Club. Oh, yeah. The very exclusive. Yeah. And basically that part of the forest that surrounds it is huge and mostly uncharted. Interesting. And, um, there's this place that you can go check out there that I found out about today called the rock cut. And it's kind of in Barraga County. Okay. Um, and basically, let me see if I can pull it up. This is what I was reading earlier. Yeah. I guess for us listeners, while Chris is looking this up, <clears throat> the here on talking about, yeah, Huron, go ahead. The Huron Mountain Club is a very um, like exclusive chunk of property. I forget how many acres it is, but it's all, all privately owned, all gated off mm-hmm. uh, under some sort of surveillance, probably partially protected by like the DNR conservation officers. You can't get in there unless you know somebody and they're willing to let you look at it. But it's one of the oldest stands of old growth forest in the United States, let alone in Michigan. It's the oldest in Michigan, but, um, and these, the surrounding areas behind it and around it are huge. And it's surrounded by like tons of tons of federal forest. That's just, you can't have a camp on it. You can't live on it. You can't have any permanent structures on it. And some people say it's some of the Huron mountain club, specifically some of the best deer hunting, like wild game hunting and fishing on the private lakes that are contained within it. And so it sucks for people that really love, uh, you know, our true conservationists and, um, you know, sportsmen alike that, that are out in the woods, out on the water, that want to get some of the best of what their home state has to offer. And they, they literally can't because it's just all private. And I, and I love yeah. the concept of private property, you know. But at the no same one, time, we pay taxes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And it's, it's just like you got to be a it's just in a club and henry ford was uh a part of this club back in the day and it was so fucking exclusive he's just like nah i'm out these guys are too hardcore about this shit and he and he like dipped he like got rid of his property or whatever wasn't a part of the club anymore because he just was like these guys are way too hardcore about this so if you know anybody let us know yeah because part of me is like let us check out the land and this bullshit but at the same time if you know someone who's cool you know, let us in at the same time. Yeah. Um, but anyways, there's a ton of land that surrounds this. There's like this private area, but I was looking at some of the public land around it. And there's this place called the rock cut. And basically a mining company 
um, was this was like in the 1890s and they're going to run iron range from like Huron Bay from the, from the iron range and Huron Bay railroad from champion to an ore dock, like on Skaney on the lake. And basically a group of investors, they thought they were going to make a fortune on doing it. So they spent about $2 million and employed 1500 people to do it. And by the time it was completed, the mine stopped making iron ore and the money dried up. Interesting. So they spent like what they say, $2 million on all Mm. of that. They sold all the railroad equipment for a hundred thousand dollars. Interesting. Yeah. And now now it's just, what is it? What is it present day? Like what? Okay. So what they did is they, there's this huge rock bluff like this. There's this huge, like it's not mountains, but it's just like elevated rock range that goes through the, the forest there. And they just, they cut all the way through it. They blasted through it. So there's like this huge, it's, it's called the rock cut. And it's, and it's just on, a giant cut through the woods, all the way through the woods, all the way to the lake. Gotcha. And it's called the Huron Bay Peshiki Grade Road from, from US 41. And so it's like right off 41, but you have to find it. Interesting. So you got to go on like logging grades and and all this stuff off the off the beaten path kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to look for it. Apparently, the guy I work with on the way up here told me about it. But it's I'm all kind of and it's all public, public land, it's federal forest. And he said there. He said that when he was looking at it, it said that there was a sign. And then when he got there, there was no sign. But when they were walking out, there's like a sign like 30 feet up in the trees that you can barely see that says the rock cut. Weird. Yeah. And it's way fucking up there off US 41. But you can go in there. He took his fucking Bonneville in there, he said. Really? So yeah. it's, there's so it's maybe not maintained, but well-traveled enough by those who know about it. Well, it's state land. So obviously they keep the roads open. Someone's employed to keep it open, at least during yeah. tourist season. Yeah, I'm sure the uh, winter time is probably not the best time to go in there unless you got a snowmobile. You'd take a sled out there, and apparently, if you get because they made the dock, it, it was it was so they could take the trains all the way to the lake and dump iron ore off into the into, into a boat. And there's big standings like pilings that go out into the lake that you can go look at. That they were going to start building the docks, and they didn't build the docks either interesting so they got mm-hmm. stopped like mid process they're like nope no more iron ore we're out buddy could you imagine the fucking trout fishing and the smallmouth fishing all that structure out there Whew. yeah not to mention any any extra supplies they just dumped into the lake because that was cool back then it'd be sweet to take my truck as far as we could go with my canoe yeah walk the canoe in and then take a magnet and then some fishing rods and then magnet fish, and then fish fish as well. Yeah, that would actually be really cool. Have you ever magnet fish before? No, I'm dying to though. Yeah, I've seen I've seen tons of videos online. People are pulling up guns and fucking just everything under the sun. Grenades. I mean, it's yeah. just wild. Saw Crazy. a guy doing it in like like a battle. Pull up battle a couple of fucking pistols, dude. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> that are all all corroded and falling apart. <clears throat> be cool to I have them. I like watching the magnet fishing videos of the dudes in the hood just pulling up like fucking five sevens and Smith and Weston thirty eights and Glocks as far as the eye yeah. can see, dude. <laughs> oh, my I gosh. found a bag of high points. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah, so that's a place we should check out. Yeah, and dude, for put that on the I mean, summer twenty twenty. The listeners summer. are lucky. For what did you say? We have twenty one fans. We have twenty one people that we are in their top show. The number one, yeah. So uh, Spotify Rap, this is something that we should definitely uh, promo here. Thank you uh, to the ten of you. Hold on. Uh, oh, sorry. Thank you to the sixty three of you that are that we're a top ten podcast for. Um, thank you to the 53 of you that we're in the top five podcasts for we're, we're in your top five podcasts and thank you to the 21 fans, um, in which we're their number one podcast that they listen to. Yeah, Very dude, cool. that's awesome. So that's, that's really freaking cool. Yeah. So Spotify rap came out, I don't know, was it last Friday, last Friday it was, and, uh, it, it came out and, and Tony was on online like looking because he knew that we you know we were a part of not the listener the listener game we we're on the other side of things as the dude as the creator i've so. never listened to our show so <laughs> <laughs> i listen to a few episodes i don't i don't listen to them because i am a part of them so i i remember when i see that we post an episode I'm like oh yeah we talked about that oh yeah around minute 20 that was you know that sort of thing oh yeah so, true so <clears throat> but yeah thank you thank you to our listeners um for sure yeah. for sure we're, uh, Sweet, dude. So, hey, thank you to Spotify listeners. Um, thanks to everybody who listens on everything else, but for sure, listen to on Spotify. Follow us on Twitter. Um, send us an email. Send us. Send me a personal text um, uh, or an Instagram message or Twitter or Facebook. Yep. Whatever you got, carrier pigeon. Hit I don't give a dude. shit. I don't um, fucking just care, let dude. us know. I want to know who our top, who our top spot, the twenty-one people that are our number one podcast. I want them to like send me their Spotify Wrapped. Um, yeah, because now I think yeah, I could. For real. I'm I think I could, I think I could write a list of people that I know um, are regular, habitual users. Of I could write you a list of people who don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> be a very long list. But hey, love piece oh, of chicken grease from the guys. Awesome. You're at his finest really hour. <clears throat> Thank for you. Sure. For Shout out Tony. Shout out Dylan. Wish you yeah. guys were here. And we will see you next week. Dude, I turned. I I turned. Thanks for listening to failure at its finest hour. I saw a dude. There was a dude ripping fucking pills in the back room one time. Thanks for listening. Oh yeah, side story. Remember when we drug all the equipment out of the basketball court behind that place and blew the lid off the town? Thanks for listening to failure at its finest hour. Penguin! It was Penguin! Nice! Another perfect round. Thanks for listening. I distinctively remember getting thrown to the ground when that first one blew up. <laughs>